Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report, Thursday, March 7th, 2019. Uh, greetings from the couch in the living room here at Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. It is 7.07 a.m. I've been up for over an hour. Um, basically, last night I uh, read stories to Oliver and then fell asleep in his bed and I woke up hazily at like 1 a.m. and I thought, well, I'm might as well just stay here. And I got up at 5.30 wide awake, wide, wide awake. And, um, you know, check Twitter first thing, which is kind of dumb in terms of like health for your mind and soul. But then I woke up and let's see, I emptied the dishwasher, which had apparently run overnight. And I've just made some coffee. Uh, this past couple of weeks, the coffee has been French vanilla from Union Market, uh, which is, yeah, go back and forth between Trader Joe's Coffee, which is cheap, and Union Market, which is better, and then sometimes I get D'Amico's, um, which is also on the block and is great. Anyway, so I'm enjoying that now out of my favorite mug, which is from my friend's new restaurant slash uh, artisanal food shop in Chicago called brothers and sisters. So if you're ever in Chicago, on Chicago Avenue in Ukrainian Village, brothers and sisters, I haven't been because it just opened. It looks amazing. Uh, the owner came from the Ninth Street Espresso Threes Brewing crew here in Brooklyn. And um, one of the investors is my friend Steve. Uh, I've actually hooked them up. So I'm happy that that's all working out. And they've become friends and pizza makers together. Amateur for now. Anyway, so yeah, the Brothers and Sisters mug is my favorite mug. It's like really thick and it has like a thick lip, you know, or whatever you call it, the wall, the thickness of the mug, um, which I realized like that's like the most satisfying mug to drink a hot drink out of. Um, and other mugs just don't compare. We have like many mugs, but this is this is my mug. <laughs> anyway. All right, turning to last week, I guess it's been a week since the last um, episode. Um, Friday night was a big, big social night out. So I went to go see Garcia Peoples and Grateful Shred at the Brooklyn Bowl, which was fun. So I started off by meeting three three people at Muggs Ale House on Bedford. So Muggs is, I hope it's not one of the places that's closing. I don't think so. I know the Abbey in Williamsburg closed where I had some good times. Um, Greenpoint Tavern, or I guess it was called Rosemary's Greenpoint Tavern on Bedford closed. And that's the place with all the Christmas lights and the styrofoam cups. And that place was great too. And, um, another place closed. And I can't remember. Oh, Enid's is closing, but I think there's something else too. Anyway, I don't usually like to mourn these places closing, at least not on any existential level, because I know things change and, when you own or operate a restaurant or bar, it's hard work. And I mean, places can't live forever just because the proprietors get tired and want to do something else or they just don't want to keep up the fight. So unless it's a place that was a real haunt of mine, I try not to get upset. But to lose all of these places all at once seems like does seem sort of like a gut punch. But anyway, went to Mugs. Met Pete uh, D'Angelo, my close buddy here from the neighborhood, who was also my my record label head, and also the guy that got Taka Taka all of our sink money. <laughs> so, and he's a fellow parent um, and a fellow friend in the neighborhood. 
Um, so I met Pete. Um, I met my friend Dave, was also part of this crew. He is um, a an attorney by day and a jam band and other an indie head by night. And he, uh, it was his Beyond the Pond podcast, uh, which is like roughly about fish that I guessed it on a few weeks ago. And um, the third person we met was this, was this guy, Mike, who's awesome. And he's the head of this incredible label called Beyond Beyond is Beyond, based here in New York. And they are basically kind of like a psych, psychedelic label. And um, I'm kicking myself for not having their label page up right now to read all the artists on it. But the famous artists, I'd say, are Garcia Peoples who have become sort of big in the WFMU union pool kind of jam psych weirdo Brooklyn, North Jersey world. And they don't do covers or anything despite their Garcia in the name. Um, they do originals, which is, I'd call it like psychedelic jammed out, very meat puppets ish songs, like really great, like great, great, great. Um, so, and I'd listened to a few of their shows on NYC Taper and f- listened to their album. And I actually have been given their soon-to-be-released album um, like a month ago, and it's that's awesome. Um, so anyway, be, they're on Beyond Beyond is Beyond. Um, and the other artist I can name right now that I can think of is called Mirrors with a Y-M-Y-R-R-O-S. R-O-S, um, R-S. I heard them on WFMU once really great too so anyway mike from beyond is beyond great guy the four of us had great time they ate dinner i showed up late i'd already eaten at home a small salad because so i wouldn't be tempted to get an awesome mugs burger and for beer i enjoyed a hill farmstead of what's it called hill farmstead of something and something of something and something i can't remember uh, it was great so mike from beyond beyond is beyond is actually not from beyond he's from cincinnati so we talked about that he's actually from not too far from my parents house in cincinnati there's like a divide between the west side and east side and the west side is more blue collar and you know kind of less hip and the east side is more elitist and sophisticated and mildly more hip and definitely has more fun stuff to do so he's a west sider uh like me um other famous Westsiders include uh, Matt Berninger, actually, from the National is a Westsider, a proud one. Um, so <clears throat> anyway, so we had a great time, and then we went over to Brooklyn Bowl and saw this great show, and Garcia Peoples opened. Um, so the headliner was Grateful Shred, which is uh, yet another dead cover band, which is fine. And um, they're from L.A., and so they basically... They, you know, they drew the crowd. The, you know, the Brooklyn Bowl will get a crowd to see a Grateful Dead cover band on a weekend night. So, Garcia Peoples opened, um, and they were great. It's just, I was just thinking the whole time, like this is the band that should be headlining. Um, but anyway, they were awesome. I stood right at the front. Um, it's kind of fun to like when you see an opening band or something in a venue that big and you can walk right up to the front. You have elbow space and it's just nice and comfortable. So I sat, I stood there like eight feet away from the band watching them just be awesome. Um, it's really cool. And, um, my friend Bradley showed up, who's one of my grateful dead night at threes brewing guys along with 
uh, it's me, him, and Scott Devendorf. So Bradley was there, um, and yeah, through Mike from Beyond is Beyond is Beyond. I also after the show met the Garcia people's uh, guys who are great. I met Jeff Conklin, who is um, WFMU radio host, and he's a serious deadhead, and he's um. <clears throat> Also cool dude, Garcia People's number one fan, it seems like. And uh met this other guy, Casey, who, if you recall from last week, the story of where I met a deadhead standing next to me at Bar Great Harry, um, I saw Casey again at this show. Um, so just a fun night. And then uh, Pete and I took a cab home back to Carroll Gardens. And, you know, I was so amped up from the show. And uh, I was like, come on, let's go for a nightcap at Bar Great Harry. And he's like, sure. And then when we got when we got off the BQE and we're turning onto like, you know, Warren street and go driving into the neighborhood, he goes, I think I got to go home. <laughs> I said, that's quite all right. Cause I will do the same. And I went home and, um, yeah, fell asleep and thankfully felt great the next day. So perfect night out. Oh yeah. So grateful shred from LA. They were good, you know, good sounding dead cover band. Um, they're very LA. They look LA. They sound LA. They look like, kind of members of the Flying Burrito Brothers and the Eagles from the 70s. Um, they one, one aspect of Grateful Dead stuff that they concentrate on is vocal harmonies, um, which is also very L.A. thing to do. And they sounded great. The singing was great. So, um, yeah, good for... Oh, and Riley Walker joined them for Space, which is, you know, the freeform improv, and then um, Touch of Grey. So Riley Walker, I feel like I've listened to a song or two and I need to listen to him more. He is, if you're at all on tw- active on Twitter, he is a famous Twitter person because he is, be- he has a very funny and smart Twitter <laughs> voice. And so it's when he came up there, I was like, oh, that's Riley Walker from Twitter, not Riley Walker, the musician. Although the Riley Walker, the musician is apparently very good. And I think he just played a show with Steve Gunn a few nights ago at Union Pool. So anyway, that was that was Saturday night. What did I do the weekend? Saturday, or that was Friday night, Saturday. Just hung out with Oliver, did our usual walking around the neighborhood. Um, Oliver right now is into bells, like actual bells, like church bells or very small bells, hand bells you can ring. And um, he knows all about like the makeup of bells, like the shell, hammers, clappers. Um, anyway, like, you know, these great child talents that children have like he can spot anything and we took a walk up and down court street and we went into casey arts which is a n- nice little like art store on court and cane and you know it ring there's a bell i'd never noticed this there's a bell when you open the door and he noticed it and he looked up and there are three tiny miniature little like looks like a painting you know bell shaped bells that look like bells <laughs> it's really cute and it's up there and he's like it's like look what's that you know even though he always says what's that even though he knows what it is he wants you to say what's that i'm like oh gosh those are bells he's like yeah he was trying to get a good look at them and anyway i know this weekend when we walk around he'll definitely want to go back in there and see and hear those bells um let's see didn't do much the rest of saturday sun oh saturday we got we got a kind of furniture type delivery we got more like alpha shelving from the container store which is how we deal with all of our stuff in this tiny tiny apartment we live in and i think it looks really cool um so we had to get rid of our dresser ikea dresser that has served as our tv stand and also a place to keep clothing in our tiny apartment um because the shelving took care of a lot of this stuff we're moving the clothes out of the living room thank goodness and 
on Sunday, a person came by to pick up the um, dresser. And so I'm standing outside. I was home by myself. I was standing outside with the dresser. Or actually, the dresser was inside. He shows up. He's like, great, here I am. I'm like, okay, let's let's pull this thing out. It's a two-person job. We carry it out to the sidewalk. And all of a sudden, I see the vehicle he's brought, which is a Honda Accord sedan. And I was like, oh, uh, do you think this is going to fit in there? And he said, well, we can try. And I was like, okay. And it absolutely, 100%, did not fit into the trunk of a Honda Accord, the six-drawer dresser. Um so he said, uh, I am going to go back home and get a dolly because he lives in the neighborhood. And I said, okay. And uh, I just stood out there. He's like, he's like, are you just going to stand here? And I was like, yeah. And he said, I think you can go inside. No one's going to take this dresser. And I said, I don't mind. And so I just hung out outside. And he came back 10 minutes later. He had a dolly. And he rolled this dresser home down Court Street, I guess. Um and then after that, I went and <laughs> celebrated. Uh, joking, I was going anyway, but went to Bar Great Harry with Gabe, my old bandmate, um, who's a current currently like obsessed with development. You know, he's he's a coder and he's a director of engineering at United Technologies and Dumbo, their their accelerator there. So he's always, whenever we get together, we talk about um, like general life stuff because you know he's got a he's got a son and you know and um we talk about music because we're both into music obviously and then we talk about tech tech stuff because he's we're both in tech and um anyway so the big news this time was that he put up a website for our old band taka taka um the URL is everybodysay.com. Again, that's everybodysay.com. Um, he put it up in like an hour. It was really great. <laughs> so um, basically he put it up at the insistence of our old bandmate and and also neighborhood friend Drew Thurlow. And Drew, Drew was like, I want to sign up. You know, let's put up a site just so we can have it. And Gabe's like, oh, okay. And he got Gabe got so excited building this site and looking through some of our old music files that he wants to play again, which is awesome. I've been trying to get him to play for a couple of years now. We played one duo show three years ago at Three's Brewing, and um, and he liked it, but it's just so hard to pin him down. And I think, you know, when you're the... I think he has to be in this headspace to do it, which I appreciate. Um, so it looks like that headspace is returning to him, which is great. Um, other music news, I played on Mardi Gras two nights ago. I played... Again, uh, Gree Gree, the first Dr. John record, this very swampy, psychedelic voodoo record with um, my usual Threes Brewing crew, This, all, which always revolves around Ray Rizzo and Annie Nero. And this time, Annie's, um, <clears throat> Annie's husband, Josh Kaufman, was involved, uh, who is also part of this whole little team. And David Nagler on keyboards and guitar, and Jason Bemis Lawrence on drums. Um, and there was a sousaphone player too. And then Steph Sanders on vocals, Paul Megna on vocals, and this woman, um, Anna McKenzie on vocals. So <clears throat> Jason is a drummer, drums with like JBM, Jesse Marchant. Uh, Jason was also on the recent um, Heather Broderick Woods record. Heather is um, Sharon Van Etten, longtime band member. And uh, let's see, Josh and Annie recently were in the music news because. Um, they, Josh produced and played guitar on, and Annie sang on the new Hold Steady stuff, which Hold Steady been like trickling out single releases a couple at a time, and 
and I know Josh and Annie worked on like all those and so yeah it's great to hear that that Hold Steady song is quite good and also features a sax solo from um, Stuart Pogge who was supposed to join us Tuesday and I guess couldn't at the last minute but that's okay because we had a sousaphone player join halfway through the set which was hilarious um <clears throat> so that was a great show. Uh, Ray Rizzo is just, I mean, besides being an incredible drummer with, um, uh, who does Ray drum with? Everyone. But um, he's just a great front man, really compelling, and he just becomes Dr. John. So that was that was awesome. Um, I just love playing with that crew. It's like I played with Josh and Annie and Ray for so many years, and <clears throat> I, I kind of sometimes stop and think, when, he, when Josh was taking a solo during one of the songs, during a song, my mind started to wander. I'm just like, oh, I've just done so many great things with this thing about Josh's like work, you know, all the Bob Weir stuff that he did and I got to play on a bit of and play live with too and like it's all because of Josh. And um, yeah, it's just really, really cool. So I think Josh is also on the new national record. He said he's on some things. He wasn't sure what. He said he thought he was on the first single. He thought he hurt himself, but he's not sure. Um, <clears throat> so... Let's see. Yeah, that was it. Uh, let's. The uh, I think oh, I had a good conversation with Jay- Jason, the drummer, Tuesday night about the Reds because he's from Louisville, as is Ray, and um, the Reds are poised to have an interesting season because they made a bunch of off-season acquisitions, which may not be the smartest long-term decision, but they'll make the team interesting, which is all us suffering Reds fans want. And so we were talking about The Athletic, that actual website, the app you pay for, and it's great. I get a free subscription through work but because um, I, I use like sort of the shared login, but um, The Athletic is fantastic. And so we are talking about how it's going to be the last season for Marty Brenneman, the Reds broad- play-by-play broadcaster for the last 45 years. He actually replaced Al Michaels as the Reds play-by-play person, so back in the early 70s. Anyway, so I think I'm going to get the MLB at bat app this year so I can like listen to Marty Brenneman's live radio calls for the last season ever. <clears throat> so let's see, turning to um, music, I guess. So yeah, Garcia Peoples, I talked to, I already mentioned, they're great. You should seek them out online. Um, the National, uh, so yeah, they finished this record. Uh, I mean, they finished in like... <laughs> <laughs> a month ago um it was like down down to the wire um because they uh, they had a hard deadline because of this film i guess which is now that it's out in public and announced uh, this movie that it's sort of semi-related to anyway um so the single if you haven't heard features gail and dorsey on background and for verse lead vocals and gail gail and dorsey was david bowie's longtime bassist and um sort of background vocalist and they, I think they met, she met the National at their Planned Parenthood benefit in Hudson that I went up to, if you recall, back in December. And she sang Sorrow with them. And I think another song, I can't remember, but Sorrow is the one I remember. Really great. Sorrow seems to be like the song that the National bring on, you know, like guest female vocalist for. Like, I remember when I played with the National in the fall, at Forest Hills, Phoebe Bridgers came on and sang and, and when we played um, in 2011, I think it was the Beacon, um, Annie Clark, St. Vincent, came out and sang with us. She did, she did Sorrow. So Sorrow was like that that song where they bring out people. Anyway, I'm glad to hear that they headed off with Gail Ann Dorsey because she's great. And I've heard the whole national record. Um, 
and she's on another song too and it's just like wow this woman's voice is so fantastic um it's cool she's a hudson valley resident i guess she lives in hudson i think i'm not sure but um anyway um so yeah the new national record 16 songs long it's like almost 70 minutes it's um it's fantastic i've spent the last few days listening to it over and over and um when it comes out i highly recommend people listen to it it's really weird it's like this album is very much like a journey it's just uh that's my our, our friend jeff salem also a longtime friend of the band um he said he described it as a journey and i think that's a perfect description it's very record critic language but it's true in this case um Jeff was like, you got to listen to it so I can text someone about it. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then we've been texting about it for the last couple of days. By the way, it's Jeff's face that's on the back of the National Second Record, Sad Songs for Dirty Lovers. If you've ever looked at that album artwork, like um, Scott's wife is on the front and Jeff Salem's on the back. Um, and Jeff actually did the artwork for the final Taka Taka record that came out in 2013, AM Landscapes. Um, Jeff's a brilliant visual artist. And some of his visual art made it into the special edition of Trouble Will Find Me. If you ever, if you bought the box set vinyl thing, um, that's Jeff's artwork. That's all the prints that are in there. <clears throat> anyway, Jeff Salem. I think he's on Instagram or something. He's not very active. He'll be active for like three days and then go away for a year. But um, anyway, so yeah, other music thing I wanted to note. I haven't listened to too much new music this week because I've just been listening to this national record um, and I've been listening to the Gree Gree um, by Dr. John to get ready for that show. Um, let's see. My friend Steve in Chicago just last night was at the Metro saw the new Teenage Fan Club, which is basically the old Teenage Fan Club, except Jerry Love, the bassist and vocalist, left um, because he didn't want to travel, which stinks because it's like, oh, here come the Beatles without George Harrison. Um, so... It's not great, but um, they had Francis, someone, not Francis McDonald, the drummer, but the other person who had played touring, their touring keyboardist. Oh, Dave something. Anyway, he moved up to bass, and they got Euros Childs from Gorky's Zygotic Monkey to be their keyboardist. So now it's basically Teenage Fan Club, two of the, of the main three, and a supporting band. And I've yet to talk to Steve about the show, but... He just, I saw on Twitter when I woke up this morning, he said, this dot, dot, dot is not the same band. And I'm like, oh no. I guess I feel, I feel a little better about missing their shows next week in New York because they're playing Music Hall Williamsburg on Oliver's birthday. And um, so I'm obviously not going to go to that. Um, oh yeah, so it's Oliver's birthday next week. He'll be six, which I'm very, extremely, severely, thoroughly sad about. I just don't want him to grow up more. Even though people, including Gabe at Bar Great Harry on Sunday, he has a um, t nine-year-old, and he was just saying, like, you know, it just gets better and better. Don't worry, don't feel sad. You know, it's great to actually talk and have more meaningful conversations with your own child. I'm like, great, I'm looking forward to that. But boy, I just like the cuteness that occurs at this age, at the, at like starting at three, four, five. It's just kind of like it's unbeatable cuteness, you know. <laughs> it's like, and especially now where it's like he can basically communicate but still can't fully communicate like you know an older child or an adult is just so cute um so i will be very very sad this weekend at his birthday party and next week for his actual birthday uh but the exciting thing is my older niece who's become this budding baker and chef she will be making his cake which is great she's only 10 um which is an amazing thing so 
going to be a nice family thing. Um, I heard, um, I can't, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week or two, but my friend Rick Webb, uh, who is the inspiration for this podcast, his podcast is, um, he mentioned how he like, he has family living in, on his, like, you know, in his house or next door or something. And that's how we have it here in our, our like townhouse in, in Brooklyn. We like my wife's sister's family owns the place and they live upstairs and we live downstairs and it's like, we're all in one house, but in two addresses. And well, I mean, it's all one building and it's like how my mother grew up in Mexico where it was like a big urban townhouse downtown in her city where her family lived upstairs and the other family lived downstairs. And I used to visit this house in Mexico every summer as a kid. And it's really cool. Just the opposite of my childhood. It was like this urban townhouse with like in the center of the city, you know, in, in Centro and, uh, you know, all the family living together. It's kind of like the way it should be, I think. Um, oh, one more Rick thing. I was emptying the dishwasher this morning at like 5.45 a.m. And, um, yeah, I, I was catching up on his last two podcasts. Um, and I heard he mentioned that he listens to this show, which I kind of thought he did because he had mentioned it before. But it's kind of it's very exciting to hear and gratifying because, like, his podcast is the inspiration for this. So um, I also mentioned Rick this week to Jason, uh, again, that drummer from the show I played because Jason was telling me that he really liked the, this podcast. And he asked that somehow I said, you know, I said, well, I got inspired by my friend Rick, his podcast. So I was telling him to, uh, you know, listen to Rick's podcast anyway. Uh, so yeah. So thank you, Rick. Um, let's see. Um, also, uh, Let's see, moving on. Books. Oh, yeah, books. So I finished Girl 20, finally, by Kingsley Amos. Incredible. You know, I've been mentioning how funny it is, which it is, but boy, at the very end, it's, it has a very Kingsley Amos ending where it's like, it is still funny, but it's like, oh, this has been extremely serious stuff happening this entire book, and it has a very ambiguous and not entirely happy ending that is not unhappy to the reader. It's unhappy to the main char- the characters, you know, and it's like... You know, it's basically everyone gets what they deserve. <laughs> and, um, it's very Kingsley Amos, especially since I think, I think the main, the, the sort of like main character is like very much a stand-in for him. Um, so, well, I think both the main characters are stand-ins for him. Um, so he ba- he very much like doesn't let himself off the hook. Anyway, <clears throat> so Girl Twenty was great. By the way, Oliver's I can hear him awake. And so I feel like he's going to burst out of the room very soon. Um, let's see. I've, I've, I picked up again Becoming by Michelle Obama, which I had started reading like two months ago and I didn't continue because I was reading other books. So now that's actually made the jump into my work backpack, commute backpack. So I've been reading that on Subway and and she's so great. Like I'm, at this point, she has just graduated Harvard Law School and she's just gotten a job and um so I, I've just gone through her childhood and feel like I know her family. <laughs> um, it's a really, really, um, wonderful book. Like you just, like the whole time she just has such a nice, um, sort of flow with the way she unveils her story, the story of herself. And, um, so I'm excited to finish that book. And the other night at threes, I got the Beastie Boys book because, um, they had a box in the office of like some extras because someone they know or works there also, you know, I don't know, has some connection to one of the things, some beastie thing. 
So they're like, oh, do you have the Beastie Boys book? Would you like one? I was like, yeah, I would. So I got to take that home. So I'm staring at it right now. It's sitting on my turntable. And I will read it soon. But I love the fact that Stromboli's Pizza is on the front, on the cover, because I love Stromboli's. And basically, that was where I ate so often during all of my gallivanting around the East Village when I was a younger New York City person going out (laughs) in my 20s and 30s in the East Village getting off the end train at 8th Street every Friday and Saturday night, basically. Um, and then finishing off with a Stromboli slice at Stromboli's. And that was like their special kind of grandma-esque slice. Um, let's see. I think that's it. I covered everything. Um, I had coffee with my, my friend Philip yesterday at Zibetto Espresso, which is in the lobby of 1221 6th Avenue. Um, he was handing off birthday presents from he and his wife for Oliver. So that was nice to have coffee with Philip. Um, let's see. Looking at my list, I guess the only thing I didn't mention is I had some excellent beers at Threes. I had their Entropy Survives Nothing or something. It's called Entropy Something. It's a 10% hazy IPA. So I sipped it. That's the can I brought on stage with me for the show, and it was great. Um, and at Bar Great Harry, I had another Suarez family beer which they are the best. I can't remember off the top of my head and my phone's on the other side of the room, but Suarez something. Um, and I guess that's it. I think Oliver's going to burst out here any second. I got to take a shower and get ready for work and get Oliver dressed. And I think here he comes actually. Uh Oh, so anyway, that is episode 16 of the Conrad life report. Thursday, March 7th, 2019, 22 degrees outside. Can't wait for spring. Um, And that's it. Have a great weekend and week and see you back here next week. Oh, this is just under 30 minutes. Okay. See ya.